0: Austin, do you remember how long it took me to find a podcast platform for us? Forever. I ended up finding one called Anchor, and I initially chose it just because it was free.
1: But it also has a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer.
0: They also distributed for us, so that's why we ended up on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all of our other places.
1: And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership.
0: Everything you need to make a podcast in just one place. So
1: download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
0: Hello all and welcome to Will This Be On The Test? I'm Maddie. I'm Austin. And we are here to share with you some information that we did not learn in school, but maybe we should have.
1: And all of the other weird and interesting history information that we didn't learn because it was either too weird, too wild, or too just abnormal for school
0: although in the case of what i have today i can't think of a single darn good reason we didn't learn about it
1: really what do you have for us today
0: well a little backstory. i went to school in oklahoma for several years during that time we did an entire i think semester on oklahoma history we learned all about the sooners who definitely weren't big fat cheaters yep We learned all about how nice we were to the Native Americans. We weren't. But what we didn't learn about was Clara Looper. Have you ever heard about Clara Looper?
1: I have never heard of Clara Looper.
0: I'm so excited to tell you about her. I heard about her on another podcast just in passing, and I thought, if this person is so important, why the heck have I never heard about her? So you're ready to dive in to some segregation times in Oklahoma.
1: Oh, the best times. Let's dive right into this.
0: Alright, so Clara Looper was a high school teacher in Oklahoma, and she's best known for her work in the Civil Rights Movement. She was born Clara Mae Shepard on May 3rd, 1923, in rural Afuski-Afuski County, Oklahoma. Both her parents were blue-collar workers. Now, they were really, really different people from each other. Her dad, who sounds like the coolest, was a World War I veteran and he really, really believed what they were fighting for was for freedom and equality for everybody. Woodrow Wilson drilled that into their heads.
1: Which is weird because Woodrow Wilson was like a crazy anti-semi nut job.
0: Yeah, he believed that they were fighting to make the world safe for democracy. So he was really, really excited for the future for his kids. It didn't matter that they were growing up black and in Oklahoma and they were still completely segregated because he truly believed it was going to get better and he raised his kids to believe that. Her mom, on the other hand, not a bad person, I don't want to say that. She was from Texas and her experience had been a little different. She once saw a black person burned alive. Oh. And so she was afraid of what would happen if anyone were to speak out against segregation. She was just trying to keep her kids safe. So when they'd get on the bus and be told to get to the back, Her mom would tell her to be quiet, and her dad would just tell her change is coming. Looper attended high school in an all-black town, Grayson, Oklahoma, and then attended Langston University, the only historically black college in Oklahoma, where she got a degree in math and a minor in history in 1944. So she was only 21 when she graduated, because she, she was smart. Then this is cool. This is where you start really learning how cool Clara was. She later became the first black student, period in the graduate history program at the University of Oklahoma. And she got her master's in history education in 1951. Wow. Yeah, so not only was she black, she was also a woman. And so she was the first one there. That alone would be enough for us to learn about her in school, don't you think?
1: That, yes.
0: Yeah, but we didn't hear about her despite all this that comes next. So she went on to be a teacher at Dunjee High School in Spencer, Oklahoma in 1955. Martin Luther King Jr. started to become visible, and she was inspired by his activism, especially the Montgomery bus boycott, which we only learned a tiny bit about in school on its own. Mm -hmm. So she became the advisor for the Oklahoma City NAACP Youth Council in 1957. With that group, she wrote and staged a play called Brother President, which was about Martin Luther King's position on nonviolence. And in 1958, they were invited to perform for the NWACP, NAACP, N-double-A-C-P, in New York City. Okay. So it's this group of young people from Oklahoma. The national group found out about them and brought them all out to Oklahoma, or out, out to New York City to perform a play that they wrote and acted in.
1: That is awesome.
0: Mm-hmm. Again, enough for us to have learned about her.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the very least in theater, because that was.
0: Yeah. So Oklahoma, shockingly, was a conservative state. With mm-hmm. a lot of segregation. Now, when we think about 50s, 60s segregation, Oklahoma seems to be left out of the conversation a lot. Yes. We talk about Mississippi. We talk about Alabama. We don't talk about Oklahoma. But they were super into segregation over oh, there. God, yeah. They were all like, segregation, hooray!
1: The Air Force actually bombed parts of black like Oklahoma.
0: I actually don't know about that. That You
1: don't know? Oh, that might be a future topic. See,
0: I I took Oklahoma history.
1: Yeah, Tulsa got, they literally bombed parts of Tulsa from the air. I went to
0: school just outside of Tulsa!
1: Yeah, they don't talk about that.
0: Oh, jeez. So while she and the kids were in New York City, they saw that the rest of the world was not as in desegregation as Oklahoma. It definitely had problems. New York City wasn't any kind of bastion of hope at this point. But they were doing pretty well for the time. So they returned to Oklahoma and it was all flowers of Algernon now. They had seen that things can be different and they couldn't return to their normal lives. Kind of how I feel sometimes having come from Boston back to the Midwest. We're trying so hard. Are we? Where's my mass transit? We're trying. Where's my reasonable response to weather emergencies?
1: What's unreasonable about looking outside to see if the tornadoes hit us yet?
0: And then having no plan in place for when it does.
1: We've got a bottle of water in the basement.
0: Yay, Midwest! Boston, I love you. I miss you. So, on the bus coming back from the trip, Looper said she couldn't stop thinking about her father. Her father was this war veteran. He fought for the country. He believed in all of this. And he was never allowed to even pee in the same bathroom as white people. Ever. This is a guy who gave up everything to fight for the country. That wouldn't let him choose where to pee. In Looper's book, Behold the Walls, she said, I thought about my father who had died in 1957. That's the year before this happened. In the Veterans Hospital, who had never been able to sit down and eat a meal in a decent restaurant, I remembered how he used to tell us that someday he would take us out to dinner and to parks and to zoos. When I asked him when was someday, he would always say someday will be real soon as tears ran down his cheeks. So my answer was, yes, tonight's the night. History compels us to go and let history alone be my final judge. I might have cried while I was writing that part up. Mm -hmm. Her dad died a year before she was able to even start making changes. He never got to see the changes that he had been promised. And he never stopped believing in them. And that's just so sad to me. Yeah. She decided in 1958 that it was time to start making some changes. And today, she is ultimately known as the mother of the civil rights movement. You ever heard of her? Never heard of her. Yeah, we hear about Martin Luther King. We hear about Rosa Parks, who are important people to hear about. But this woman is considered the mother of the civil rights movement. And we never heard about her, even when I was living in Oklahoma. And the reason she believed that no one has heard about her is... Because the Oklahoma protests, despite them having some of the most strict strict segregation laws, their protests were almost universally peaceful. That's why she believes, and rightly so, that we haven't heard of her or the Oklahoma things that happened. Because that's not what sells. If there's not blood or sex or drugs, it's not going to sell. So because she did things in a way that fostered kindness, we don't hear about her. Which is not to say she didn't have some problems, So I'll get into that, because uh, she got some damage done to her at different points. Anyway, the Youth Council voted to start their own nonviolent protests to end segregation in Oklahoma City. Looper's eight-year-old daughter, so she's eight, and so this shows you how hyper-aware this kid is, suggested they start with the segregated counter at Kat's Drugstore. Katz Drugstore, headquartered in Kansas City, but they had a branch in Oklahoma. They started with a red, red letter-writing campaign asking them to desegregate. 15 months, not a single word back. So they got tired of that shit, and August 19th, 1958, Looper and 13 children, including her own, so these are kids as young as eight, went into Cats, sat at the lunch counter, asked to be served, and they were refused. So they sat, and they read, and they did their homework, because Looper was a teacher, and she was not going to get up, uh, <laughs> take up their excuses for not having done their work. But Miss Looper, you were there! I saw what you were doing. You were not doing your work. That's how I sound to my students sometimes. Police were called. None were arrested, though they did meet with a lot of hostility from people around them. She said that a few people who were white did offer to buy them lunch, but more commonly, there was all kinds of N-word flying around and being told to know their place versus our place. She said that some of these people were people she had known for years and never had a problem with. And then they show up and start harassing her and a bunch of children. So what's cool, though, is they weren't arrested because the lieutenant of the police force, Bill Purser, had a silent agreement with Looper that if her kids were chill, they wouldn't harm or arrest them. And this was true for the future acts of nonviolent disobedience they did as well. They also think a lot of this is because they were children, so it was less likely people would become violent. Though, as we know, that's not true all the time, always, Mm -mm. because people had no problem turning fire hoses onto children or burning down youth groups. Yep. And unfortunately, this kind of shit still happens. So all that, though, Looper herself was arrested 26 times. (laughs) And she stayed a teacher the whole time. Nowadays, you get arrested once for jaywalking and you're out. This woman got arrested 26 times through all of her civil rights stuff and was just, eh, and back at it the next day.
1: Dude, she must have, like, there must have been, like, some substitute teacher who was, like, just, okay, fine.
0: I'll tell you, though, as a substitute teacher, I'd be like, yeah, give me that money. Give me that money. (laughs) Two days after they began their sit-ins, Kat's drugstore was desegregated in three states. They were in five states. Couldn't find if the others were already desegregated or if they were just being assholes. Not only was this the first act of such disobedience in Oklahoma, or at least the first majorly recognized one, this was the first drugstore counter sit-in. The first one. Really? Yeah. This happened before the one in Greensboro, North Carolina.
1: John Lewis never mentioned that in his biography.
0: John? John, we've got some questions.
1: You're, you're a national treasure, John. Don't let us criticize you. But you didn't mention that in your graphic novel biography.
0: There's a graphic novel of John Lewis?
1: Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to get that for you.
0: <laughs> Are we recommending that to our listeners? I
1: am absolutely recommending it.
0: Hi, two people who listen to us, possibly by mistake. What's it called?
1: I can't remember.
0: Go in and ask your local librarian. Just not this one. Nope. So the Greensboro, North Carolina sit-ins didn't occur until 1960, two whole years after this. And they're probably more newsworthy because they had violence. Seriously, why the fuck did we not learn about Clara Luper? She started all of this. Yeah. But we also didn't learn about all the brave people who refused to move to the back of the bus until Rosa Parks. She wasn't the first one either, and in no. fact, there was one before her who they didn't put in the news because she was a pregnant teenager.
1: They were still asking a pregnant teenager to give up their seats.
0: Yeah, that's and like dickish she on refused, top of dickish. As part of this movement, she refused, and sh- they kept her intentionally. I don't know. Who, I'm not saying who they are. I don't know if it was the press. I don't know who. But she was kept intentionally out of the press and history books because of the shame of her teenage pregnancy. So from 58 to 64, Looper kept working to fight segregation and led campaigns for equal banking rights, employment opportunities, housing, voting. And with the Youth Council, she integrated hundreds of restaurants, theaters, hotels, and churches, including some Oklahoma City landmarks. So 1964 really matters in her story. While the National Civil Rights Act was enacted that year, Oklahoma City created its own ordinance beforehand in theory, ending racial discrimination in Oklahoma City before the National Civil Rights Act. And it goes back to Clara Looper. Because of Clara Looper, one of the most segregated cities in the whole country, desegregated before the nation. And she said that all things considered, it happened pretty quickly. So she took her activism to Outside of Oklahoma City, and went to the NAACP's national conference every year. She got to hear the I Have a Dream speech. And she was injured on Bloody Sunday, where 600 civil rights marchers were attacked by police with tear gas, tear gas and billy clubs. But that shit doesn't stop her. She's a badass. There are pictures of her where you can see that she's been banged up, and she still has that look on her face of, bring it. In 1972, she ran for the United States Senate and lost. The press, of course, was like, hey, you're black. How can you represent, you know, people? Because, you know, black people aren't people back in 1972 and sometimes now. Sorry, guys, we suck.
1: We'll try to do better, we promise.
0: Anyway, her response was, of course I can represent white people, black people, yellow people, brown people, polka dot people. You see, I have lived long enough to know that people are people. Burn. During that campaign, she was also asked about her views on interracial marriage. Now, I remember there was recently someone running for city council made national news who actually ran on the platform of Keep Our City White and then went into to add to it saying that we shouldn't have people of different colors breeding.
1: Um, I'm assuming this was in Mississippi?
0: I can't remember. Some little old lady who doubled down afterwards. Ugh. The rest of the people running for council laid into her right afterwards. It was amazing. This was in 1972. She was asked about that. And uh, for some reason, the guy interviewing her who asked if she liked interracial marriage didn't like it when she said that if God didn't want creatures to breed, he would have made it biologically impossible. And that's clearly not the case for white people and black people. (laughs) No one asked her about it again. (laughs) See, this is why I was so excited to talk about her. Because not only is she someone who should be in history classes, this woman knew how to fire back.
1: Yes. God, if she'd had Twitter, yeah. I mean, nothing would have gotten done because there'd have been Twitter, but.
0: All right, to make her an even bigger badass, are you ready? Ready. She never stopped being a teacher or a principal during any of this and retired in 1989.
1: What, like 1989?
0: 1989. This woman is doing all of this nationwide work to desegregate and bring forward civil rights and at the same time, maintaining a lifelong full-time job in education.
1: But she had summers off. There was lots of sarcasm in that. Please don't hit me. I'm getting the death stare. Oh, she's now going back to her paper. I think I'm safe. Oh, she's looking at me again. Oh, she's rolling it up. Don't hit me with the.
0: Ow, ow. Okay, fine. And she was given the opportunity to not just work in black schools, but also in white schools as a teacher and a principal. She balanced all of this things that she was doing with one of the most stressful jobs on the face of the earth, which is teaching. And so whenever you find yourself going, I just can't handle this. Imagine Clara Looper, because she did so much more than any of the rest of us. And she continued her work in civil rights until 2008. Her illnesses caught up with her then and she had to retire officially. Her students loved her, unsurprisingly. Many of them went on to fight segregation themselves. One was the first African-American chief of police in Oklahoma City, and another went on to be a U.S. Army colonel, crediting her for that choice. Now, she remembers, though, that there was one white woman who did not want her son in Looper's class. And she did it in an over-the-top fashion. She didn't just write a letter or make a phone call. No, no, no. She walked into the classroom and called her son out of the room and said, we're leaving. Now, Clara was not putting up with this. No. Clara, quote, had to show her I was the boss of my classroom, so I went out and said, show me some identification because you might be trying to kidnap one of these students. (laughs) She finally convinced the woman to show ID, and then Looper said that she is responsible for this classroom and that she, the mother, had embarrassed her son, who was a junior in high school.
1: Oh, yeah, that would be, like, the second most embarrassing thing to ever happen in your life. But with a mother like that, there is definitely something more embarrassing that has
0: happened. Yeah, that poor kid. Obviously, though, mom's not going to listen to this woman. It's oh, no. just her classroom. So she dragged her son out anyway. Her son went off on her, told her he was staying because he was actually learning something. <laughs> many, many years later, he got in contact with Clara, invited her out to lunch, not warning her that her his mother would be there. I don't know that he warned the mother either. I'm not sure. They sit down and he tells his mom that this, Clara Looper, is the lady who changed my life. His mom actually apologized. Wow. Looper said that she never held hatred against her or anyone else in the first place and viewed people like this woman as ignorant and worthy of pity.
1: That is way, way nicer than I would have been to this woman because I... Oh. She's. She
0: is the biggest badass there is nobody who has timing like her mm-hmm. and who knows exactly what to say and here's the last little story about her before we wrap her up one of her own favorite stories from her time was when she debated a leader of the ku klux klan she when she gets up there purposefully said she is excited to debate the issue with her brother <laughs> he got angry and said you know i'm not your brother i'm not your brother blah 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 she said that as a Christian, she had been told that all men are brothers. <laughs> he tried to argue it, and she basically said, Hmm, you know, I remember that from the Bible, but maybe I should go reread it to see if I'm wrong. Bad ass. Yes. She also said that she won that debate.
1: I, I would say yes, she did win that debate. <laughs>
0: I mean, when you're quoting the Bible against somebody who is trying to use the Bible to prove their point and is getting it wrong. So moving ahead to 2005, the Clara Looper Corridor was built connecting the Oklahoma State Capitol to the historically African-American area of Northeast Oklahoma City. Clara received a shit ton of awards, including induction into the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, the Oklahoma Women's Hall of Fame and the Oklahoma Afro-American Hall of Fame. And then there is a scholarship at Oklahoma City University in her name that is geared towards students of diverse background with financial need and emphasizes community service, leadership and education. Now, I wasn't living in Oklahoma in 2005, but I was there. I left in 1998. This is before she retired. She didn't retire until 2008. She was still doing this then, and not once was she mentioned in the four years of school I had in Oklahoma, including the semester-long, or if not year-long, class in Oklahoma history. It kind of makes me a little sick. We couldn't give. This woman a little blur, but we had to spend all this time making stuff up about the positive relations between settlers and Native Americans.
1: Or trying to make it the spin of, yeah, we totally cheated to steal land from the Native Americans into like a point of state pride.
0: Yeah. And when we did mention the fighting between the two, it was never the white person's fault. It was always this quote unquote savages. Not the worst thing I ever heard in history class, but up there. Clara Luper died at the age of 88 on June 8th, 2011 in Oklahoma city. Now this woman who had done all these amazing things over the years, who was never mentioned in my Oklahoma history course was lied in repose in the rotunda of the state Capitol building. And all of the flags were flown at half staff. The whole state shut down in that way to honor her, but they didn't even think to include her in the history curriculum.
1: That is just a shame. That's, such a huge opportunity to talk about arguably one of the best people to have in your state history and you are just not
0: we learned about will rogers a lot well they
1: named a turnpike after him it's got a mcdonald's on it
0: there's a museum too
1: oh of course there is
0: although i did get go to that museum on the turnpike a lot it's where i got my favorite stuffed horse from childhood <gasps>
1: the one that's still here
0: it's still here Aww. yeah poor guy he's had a rough life
1: Mm-hmm. maybe ate his feet
0: yeah, and my dog ate his face. <laughs> so we like to conclude each one of our little sections with, will this be on the test? We don't look for the answer to the question. We simply answer whether or not we believe this thing will be on a test over this topic if such a test were to happen. If there's a test on Clara Looper, will this be on the test? Clara Looper was born on May 23rd, 1923. Yes. The cat's drugstore thing at all. Yes. Why do you think so?
1: Well, it's like, this was a big thing in the civil rights movement of the sit-in. It was peaceful. There were kids, which, like, I mean, if you're doing this as a test in, like, a middle school, it's like, there were kids there.
0: Clara Luper was arrested 26 times.
1: Yes. Wait, no, that wouldn't be on the test, because she got arrested. She was a teacher, and teachers don't get arrested.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, we have this thing we do called heroifying where we remove anything that could possibly make someone look bad although I don't think this makes her look bad no. because it was all in service of this to turn them into perfect heroes. It happens with almost every major historical figure. We brush over the fact that George Washington owned slaves. We brush over the fact that Alexander Hamilton is a big part of why people who were not born in America can't run for president, all because he had an affair. Yep. We brush over these things. Uh, we brush over Hamilton entirely. All right, she told a white mom off for killing a... She told a white
1: mom off for... I feel like she should have done more (laughs) if she killed someone. She
0: told a white mom off for pulling her kid out of class.
1: Oh, no, no, because that'll get back to white moms, and Karen will want to speak to your manager, which I guess is the principal in this case.
0: But later on, Clara Looper was the principal. There's nowhere to go, Karen. It's like,
1: I am the manager, Karen.
0: She pissed off a KKK member by calling him brother. Yes. Would that be on the test?
1: I'd put that on the test, but I'd also have been fired many years ago if I was a teacher. And then she
0: died on June 8th, 2011. Yep. All right. Any last thoughts about Miss Looper?
1: She was amazing. Like, this is something... This is, like, definitely one of the things when we were talking about this podcast. It's like, this is one of the things I'm really glad to have learned that I knew nothing about. And this... I feel like I am a better person for knowing this.
0: Yeah, it's hard to find much humor in any of it because she was such a super badass during a time where people were extra horrible to each other
1: Mm
0: -hmm. there is nothing funny about her because of her level of badassery and also i'm pretty sure her ghost would come down and say something really burning to me and then fly off laughing
1: it's like her ghost would just it wouldn't really haunt you it just say you're really eating cheetos for dinner when is your homework done and then she'd just disappear and I'd feel guilty.
0: She would get out her teacher voice and ask if you thought you made a good decision today.
1: And then I'd look really sad.
0: <laughs> All right, so that's Clara Luper. Who are you here to tell me about today?
1: So I was researching just random stuff because look maybe there's like some medical history or like science history stuff that would be fun for this. And I was looking at this. This name kept popping up and it was Pliny the Elder. Pliny. Pliny the Elder. Spell it for me. P-L-I-N-Y. Pliny. Yep.
0: Why don't we have that name anymore?
1: Because it was ancient Rome and there's lots of names from ancient Rome we don't have anymore.
0: I say we bring them back.
1: All right, cool. You can be Pillus.
0: Pillus. Is that a woman's name or a man's name?
1: Actually, that's a man's name. Never mind. Pilla.
0: I mean, I can rock either one.
1: You but... absolutely could. So anyway, Pliny the Elder was born in 23 CE in northern Italy he was a military officer and did lots of like typical Roman man crap.
0: Right, I just wanna jump in here. C E means common era. Common era. Which in history class we always learned as A D. Yep. And we also learned before that as B C. Since been largely changed to B C E meaning before Common Era and B and C E meaning common era to take the religiosity out of it. Yep. Side note. Side so. note
1: <laughs> the more you
0: know. Are we gonna get sued?
1: I think I sung it poorly enough. No one would ever sue us. They They might pity us. They
0: don't want to be associated with that in any way.
1: That would have, my singing would have to be played in court and no one would win. (laughs) So what he was like kind of famous for is he wrote a natural history and it was kind of the world's first like prototype encyclopedia. And it was, it is the longest surviving Roman written work. It is, oh my like. 35 volumes, thousands of pages. He would dictate to his secretary from the bath. Oh. And according to his nephew, Pliny the Younger, <laughs> yep, he um, would have one uh, campaign following him around taking dictation and a second one reading to him.
0: Now, weren't the Romans the one that if you had a twin, you would name one of them and then give the other one not that name? So you would be like Austin and not Austin?
1: Maybe. I don't know. That didn't come up in anything about Pliny the Elder. Why not? Because Pliny the Elder didn't have a twin brother.
0: Did he eat him in the womb?
1: I mean, maybe. We can't, we can't say that he didn't.
0: <laughs> so
1: he was like the first like encyclopedia and he was incredibly long-winded and his research was like secondhand crap he heard. At best, this was like a collection of shit I heard in a bar.
0: Kind of like all of our research. Sorry, historians.
1: Hey, well, I didn't hear any of this in a bar. I might have seen some of it in a YouTube video. But still, it's just crazy, crazy stuff. Just anecdotes, things he heard, his own personal experience, you know, accounts. Like, you know, I heard it from a guy who totally saw this. Like, this all of That's all this is. Except... Except for his section on minerals and metals, which he was were surprisingly accurate.
0: This guy is Reddit. Yeah, he is. Why don't we call Reddit Pliny? I don't know
1: because then someone on Reddit would actually have to do real research. Reddit. But like hilariously, he was very much against mysticism and magic because it was nonsense. But let's talk about some of the things that were in his natural history. Because, like, no matter what I'd look up, there'd be something about... And Pliny the Elder said... I'm going to read some of the things I found about Pliny the Elder and what he said in his natural history. Okay, here are some of his cures for sexual desire. Man's urine that was used to drown a lizard. You would drink some man's urine used to drown a lizard.
0: Is that to stop sexual desire?
1: That is to stop the sexual desire. That
0: would work. That would work. Well done, Pliny. Here we go.
1: There's also... Snail and pigeon droppings, drunk with olive oil and wine—that
0: would stop a lot of things. That would
1: definitely stop sexual desire, and also in a pinch, if everything else failed, you could use eunuch urine. Yeah.
0: Why is the other stuff failing?
1: I—I mean, that would def- all of this would stop sexual desire. Every last one of these, like even talking about please,
0: them. Please, please move on. I'm okay. having the desire to lose my macaroni and cheese right now.
1: Speaking of food want to hear cures for toothache
0: probably not
1: for toothache the best cure was the ashes of the head of a mad dog burnt without flesh and mixed with cypress oil and injected into the ear
0: have you tried my essential oils
1: yeah this is like essential oils but involving much more rabid dogs being burnt
0: are we sure
1: i'm not an essential oil expert is there a essence of rabid dog
0: Uh, I have eucalyptus over here.
1: There is- I don't know what's in it. Look look at the ingredients. I want to see if there's rabid dog.
0: Keep going. Okay.
1: Another option was earthworms boiled in oil, also injected into the ear.
0: We should not have eaten dinner before this.
1: Oh. The best way, though, for toothaches, was to prevent them entirely by eating a mouse every other week.
0: Well, that explains why our cats have such good teeth.
1: Let's go on from, like, the stuff to hair treatments you want long luxurious hair the best thing to you use... stop looking at my bald spot you monster <laughs> the best thing to use for long luxurious hair was washing it in the urine of a young ass
0: uh you're probably too old
1: too old yep now that we've done like the hair treatments there is um if you are drinking too much eunuch urine and you need some sexual desire back these are some things to like you know increase your arousal According to Pliny, the elder, take the right section of a vulture's lung and then wear it around your neck in an amulet made of crane skin. Or you could just eat five dove eggs in a mixture of pig's
0: fat. I mean, that's just bacon and eggs.
1: Mm. Then uh, there's also the uh, surefire way, if everything else had failed, was an amulet made with a rooster's right testicle in ram's skin.
0: That sounds like too much work.
1: So much work. But like this was the best cure. Sure. It's like, why do we even like Viagra? It's like you need to get on this.
0: How well, do we know that's not what Viagra is?
1: Well it's not an amulet, you don't wear it around your neck. Go on. Go on. The best way to cure your joint pain was to bathe in the urine of a person who was on a cabbage diet. So you got a bad back, you just need to pee in cabbage pee. Bathe in cabbage pee.
0: So was he in that when he was dictating to his secretary?
1: No, it's like he'd been like a long—he'd been like a long day of like you know being carried around because he couldn't stop reading, which is another thing his nephew said. He'd just be carried around in a couch because he would not stop reading.
0: <laughs> okay, though that was me when I was a kid.
1: <laughs> Are you Pliny the Elder?
0: Oh, I have a feeling that
1: he had a lot more money than me. But but more importantly, this cure implies that there's like someone whose job was to pee in jars and eat cabbage.
0: Maybe they were paid really well.
1: This is the job we need. This is the job we need now, is, pee, is eating cabbage and peeing on people.
0: You can do that. I hate cabbage, and I'm not big on pee. It's
1: like, oh, we have sauerkraut, kimchi.
0: Oh, divorce.
1: You're the worst. Also, he had lots of cures for incontinence that are just wonderful. For the cure incontinence, you just uh, touch the tips of the genitals, With linen or papyrus.
0: Hopefully in the privacy of your own home.
1: I hope so too. But you know this is ancient Rome. So everything had a penis on it. So I mean you wouldn't be surprised. Like walk around as an old man touching some linen to his junk. You could mix ash of a pig's penis in wine and drink that to cure cure it. Or my favorite cure is you could either pee in your dog's bed. Or in your neighbor's (laughs) dog's bed in order to cure your incontinence. Which, you know, you laugh, but my grandfather in his advanced Alzheimer's did exactly this, and he did not have a problem with incontinence until the very end. So you tell me if this is not an actual cure.
0: Is your grandpa Pliny the Elder?
1: There's some evidence of that.
0: <laughs> I would really love to have heard a conversation between Pliny and Freud.
1: <gasps> oh, man. That would have just been bizarre, because like Pliny would only speak Latin, and Freud was German, and they'd be like, what are you saying, and then we...
0: And the background music to all of it is Joey's uh, musical number from Freud on Friends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, these ancient Roman cures are amazing. Oh, and also, you remember the Heimlich Maneuver? Yeah. Well, they had a way better cure for choking. What you would do, if you were choking on a piece of bread, you would take two other pieces of the same loaf of bread and stick them in your ears to cure choking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you are so struggling to keep it together right now.
0: <laughs> this is my new favorite historical figure.
1: <laughs> headaches. Tons of cures for headaches. His favorite hangover cure was eating a fried canary, which, I mean, we kind of do that because chicken and waffles is the best hangover cure.
0: Canaries got really bad luck throughout history.
1: Such bad luck. I mean, like, not as bad a luck as, like, horses. Yeah. You could touch the trunk of an elephant that had just sneezed to cure your headache.
0: That's why I keep our elephant in the backyard.
1: You could drink water that an ass or an ox had just drank from. You could use a liniment made with burnt cloth, stained with menstrual blood, and mixed with rose oil.
0: Ew.
1: Or, all else failed, you could just make an amulet out of a fox testicle and strap it to your head.
0: I don't think he quite knows what an amulet is. Maybe I don't know what an amulet is.
1: You know, stuff keeps coming back, and hopefully someday testicle amulets will be a thing again. Like how we have fanny packs right now.
0: I love my fanny pack.
1: Then I'm going to start wearing my fox testicle headband to cure headaches again.
0: And the one British person who accidentally is listening to our podcast is laughing hysterically right now.
1: Are you ready to be angry? Always. This is like, my exact note is, it's not a cure, but jeez this guy. This is what he had to say about menstrual blood.
0: Oh, please, man. Tell me with your male wisdom what you have to say about the menstrual blood.
1: Well, menstrual blood sours wine. It kills crops. It tarnishes steel and ivory. It kills bees. It rusts iron. And it, it is what gives dogs rabies.
0: Some of that could be true. Like, if you drown bees in it. Yeah. But where'd you get so much menstrual blood?
1: Probably from the cabbage urine guy. This is a little side business. 37 volumes of
0: this. And I will be reading all of those in my free time.
1: One cure that was hilarious is chicken soup kept coming up as his cure for everything. Chicken soup for this. Chicken soup. Oh, have a broth made of chicken. Chicken soup was plenty of the elders cure. So when your mom tells you, oh, have some chicken soup for that cold. She might as well be telling you to strap a t- fox testicle to your head.
0: Wait, are the Chicken Soup for the Soul books really his stuff?
1: There's 37 volumes of his Natural History. How many of those do you think are just Chicken Soup for the Soul?
0: At least five.
1: Maybe six. Also, in his encyclopedia, his Natural History, talked a lot about foreign lands and the sights you would see there.
0: Oh, dear Lord.
1: There were people with no heads who just had eyeballs and faces on their torsos. Okay. People with dog heads that talked by barking. People with gigantic feet that when they lay down, they'd use their feet to shade themselves from the sun. People who just had one leg and large feet and would just hop around.
0: I feel like these are just the inspiration for the scary stories to tell in the dark books.
1: They could be. Or the stupid Narnia books, too, because there's like one-legged hoppy people in that.
0: To clarify, though, scary stories to tell in the dark? Awesome.
1: Narnia. Less awesome. There was also up in Gaul or as we know it now France there was a giant elk that had no knees that would sleep by leaning against the trees that didn't rhyme in latin so don't give him shit for that
0: I don't know do you know latin I
1: took I took 4 years of it in high school so no I do not <laughs> know any latin
0: What is it semper ubi ub ubi
1: Semper ubi sub ubi uh. It's always wear underwear
0: See, I learned Spanish.
1: Oh, so you, Miss Fancy Pants, learned a useful language.
0: Indeed.
1: It would also when startled run really, really fast because everyone knows having no knees makes you very fast. <laughs> I used to play with plastic horses as a kid. Yep, maybe he maybe he did too. That's what he was doing in the bath while he was dictating these things. He had his little plastic elk. It's like, "Man,
0: this elk is so fast." <laughs> Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal.
1: <laughs> there were... Oh, also, this is my favorite. There are snakes that would coil up and then launch themselves into the air like springs to catch birds.
0: Is this how they got on the plane?
1: Yes, this is exactly how they got on the plane. It's just these, they, they flew too close to spring snake, Plandia, and these snakes just all attacked that plane. His death is possibly more bizarre. He died in the eruption of Mount Vesuvius, He was not in Pompeii. He simply saw the eruption and thought, oh my god, I have to see what this is about. And he ordered the ship he was on to get closer against the protest of his officers and crew. He uh, went ashore with a pillow strapped to his head to protect him from the volcano.
0: He forgot his amulet at home.
1: Okay, there is nothing about volcano protection amulets. Maybe that's what he was trying to figure out. He was like trying to find everyone who survived and get like an amulet tablet. It's like, okay, oh cool, you guys all had... Pigeon heart amulets wrapped in the scrotums of bulls. So you survived this volcano. That's how you protect yourself from volcanoes. That's what he's trying to find out.
0: This guy would have been a great frat bro.
1: Well, I mean, he was Roman. They all would have been great frat bros. (laughs) Which is hilarious because it's the Greek system.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Did this, all of this, and he's running around trying to convince people to calm down. This isn't that bad. And then he either had a heart attack or asphyxiated on the volcanic ash and gas.
0: Wait, so is one of those bodies on Pompeii, for lack of a better word, him.
1: No, no. He was not in the buried by ash part. He was in like the immediate fallout trying to calm down the people like 20 miles away. But still, that was some of the bizarre teachings of Pliny the Elder, who I guarantee is going to come up every time you study something that happened in the ancient world, because he wrote it down.
0: He never once came up in any of my Roman history theater education.
1: I doubt he would, because how are you going to teach theater kids about your fox testicle amulet?
0: By telling them to please do not do this at home.
1: This is my home remedy for health headaches. That's why I never have a headache.
0: Oh, God.
1: So, that was Plenty the Elder. Now, my will this be on the test is very simple. Is anything I just said going to be on the test?
0: I'm trying to think of any possible thing. Here we go. Thing.
1: Would the eruption of Mount Vesuvius in 79 CE be on the test?
0: Yeah, except for maybe the CE part. Although I actually don't know if I ever learned about Pompeii in school either.
1: Oh, we learned so much about Pompeii. But again, I took Latin.
0: I learned about Pompeii from a book that was in my grandparents' bathroom for us to read while we were using the toilet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's not the most concerning eruption that happened in there.
0: Oh, geez. Any last thoughts on anything?
1: I think your story was better.
0: But yours left a lot more opportunities for me to interrupt you, and I always appreciate being able to interrupt you.
1: You know what? I appreciate being interrupted. It shows me my place.
0: Alright, so what is one thing you will take away from this about Miss Clara Looper?
1: Clara Looper was just amazing. She should be in more history, and I'm we gotta get her in there. Alright. What's something you're gonna take away from Pliny the Elder?
0: Other than oh God, oh God, oh dear God, why? Yes. This dude had a real thing about urine, but he's also the reason that we still think that chicken soup will cure everything, and that's a little frightening to me. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the most terrifying thing, and I had to talk about eunuch urine, which that is so hard to say.
0: Remember, you chose this topic. I
1: did. This is my fault. (laughs)
0: All right, and on that note, we are going to wrap it up today. If you want to find us, we are on Twitter at on the test pod or at anchor.fm/slash will this be on the test?
1: Class dismissed.
0: Class dismissed.